For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 51 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the, I love, Jackson State University. Co-hosting the show with me today is Charles Bishop. How's it going, Charles? Hey, how you doing, Corey? Great to be back on for another episode, buddy. Indeed, and I'm very excited about this show. This is one that we've been waiting on. Our special guest today is the Jackson State Vice President and Director of Athletics, none other than Ashley Robinson. Welcome to the show, A.D. Robinson. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. I want to say you guys have been doing a great job with the podcast, uh, supporting Jackson State University, and there's some great information out there. So I want to say thank you uh, that all that you all are doing to support Jackson State University. No doubt about it. Thank you for coming on. No doubt. It's definitely our pleasure for D.I. Love. Anything for D.I. Love. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> right, so A.D. Robinson, what has the quarantine life been for you as the as an A.D. in terms of running the athletic department? It's, 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 it's been, uh, I tell people, the last, you know, four to five months has been, you know, it's been, you know, we've worked very, very hard uh, planning uh, for our student-athletes and coaches, alumni, supporters, and, you know, putting a plan, COVID-19 plan together, uh, making sure that our student-athletes are safe and, you know, coming up with the safe plans. A lot of Zoom calls uh, with coaches, a lot of Zoom calls with our conference, a lot of Zoom calls with ADs, you know, a lot of Zoom calls with doctors, a lot of Zoom calls uh, with, you know, all our state institutions. Uh, you know, everybody is, is bouncing ideas off each other uh, to make sure that we're doing the right thing in the safe, you know, in the most safe environment for our student-athletes. So, you know, my staff has, has really done a real, really good job, you know, during the pandemic is coming in and working together and putting a plan together to, uh, to make sure our students are safe uh, and make sure they have a good experience. Uh, so, you know, these last three or four months has, has been, you know, very challenging, very, uh, you know, a uh, lot of experience. And I, I tell you what, I've, I've learned a lot about COVID-19 in the last three, four months. Uh, yeah. Learned, you know, yeah. I can tell you that I, I, from an educational standpoint, you know, it's, it's been really good, though. You know, you, you know, you go through things, and uh, I think, you know, during this time, you know, uh, for me, you know, I want it to be uh, a safe environment for our students. As you know, no environment is COVID-19 free, uh, but we can put measures in place to, uh, to make sure to educate our student-athletes uh, and our coaches and our staff to make sure uh, that we're safe. And that's that's been my number one priority uh, during this pandemic. 
Exactly. I mean, tremendously challenging times, but I, I wanted to congratulate you on being named president of the FCS Athletic Directors Association. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what has this honor meant to you personally? It's, it's been very big for me. You know, uh, three or four years ago I started, uh, you know, on the FCS committee, you know, and just being on that FDA, F, FCS committee, you know, as as a member and uh, representing the conference office, and then that next year, you know, got you know dived deeper and got voted in as third vice president, uh, and then got voted in as second vice president, and then the first vice president, and and then you know year four, you know, as being the president, you know, as being the first black, you know, president of the FCS, uh, it's, 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 it's it's a great honor, uh, and I think it couldn't came at a better time. Uh, I think the timing was great for it, uh, and it's very exciting to me, and it's very exciting to be able to represent the Southwestern Athletic Conference, represent Jackson State University uh, during this time, and very exciting to be able to support the success of student-athletes and the experience and challenges that they have during this time from an FCS standpoint. Sure thing. Absolutely, and I want to congratulate you on that as well, and we also want to congratulate Coach Wayne, Brent, and Tamika Reed, who both signed contract extension. So how important uh, was that uh, for you in, order, in, in terms of getting that, those deals done? I think very, very important, you know, from a recruiting standpoint. And, and you know, I'm all about the vision and the direction that the program is going in. You, you've saw since 2018, and you saw both programs have done really, really well. You know, our women have, have really done some really exciting things. Coach Reed came in hitting the ball running, and, and she's done a really good job uh, with that team uh, from a recruiting standpoint. You know, from mm-hmm. a uh, you know being a CFO of your program, I tell all my coaches, you're not just a coach; you're a CFO of the program. Uh, so you have to, yeah. you know, be able to coach. You have to be able to manage. You have to be able to recruit. Uh, you have to be able to be structured and organized. And she's done a really good job uh, doing that. Yeah, as you look at her recruiting classes, uh, you look at some of the things she did this past year. Uh, you know, she she's, she's reloaded again. Uh, another exciting recruiting class. So you look at the direction and the vision of the program, and and, and that that was very exciting for me uh, to be able to, you know, uh, give her that extension. But also she deserved it, and she she did a really good job uh, to receive that. And you know, Coach yeah. Brent, you know, in Jackson State six years, you know, uh, you know, you know, when I got here, you know, a lot of people, you know, hey, what are we gonna do about men's basketball? And you know, and, and my thing was, you know, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, when you make decisions and make changes in the coaching, you have to look and see, you know, what have we done to support our coach. You know, what have we done, you know, from a, a administration standpoint? And and um, just to be honest, and, and this is why I'm here, you know, I feel like Coach Britt has not been getting the support that he needed on the floor uh, from our hmm. programs. And I, I don't think any of our programs were in that, in that case. You saw, you know, uh, uh, the lack of championships. You saw the lack of success. You know, growing up in Jackson, you know, all I knew was championship Jackson State University. Uh, and, and, and being from Jackson and born and raised. And, and that's that's one of the, the things about me that's a little different as being an athletic director. You know, I'm going to be a more of a supporting athletic director and giving our, our coaches and our student athletes what they need to be successful. And in order to be successful, you have to put things in the right place at the right time from a budget, budgetary standpoint and also from a support standpoint to make sure that they're being successful. So, you know, one of the things I looked at, you know, I look at all our programs and I did some assessments, 
And, you know, we, we just had been supporting, you know, our coach from an operation standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, and I wanted to give him that chance and that opportunity with some support. And as you see, you know, the last two years, he's, he's been right in the mix, you know, finished third, fourth uh, in place, you know. Um, you know, he's been, you know, doing a really good job, really really good recruiting class. And I'm going to tell you, you know, if it weren't for the pandemic, I really think we'll be, you know, we'll have two champions in basketball this year. I wouldn't think we was going to win the women and we are going to win the men. We had the momentum going in. Guys are playing really, really great, you know, and just turned the corner. Uh, you know, I was very excited about basketball, I tell you that. When I got the call to his council, you know, I was on my way to the basketball tournament. So, you know, I'm all about the vision and the direction of the program, and I think, you know, both of those programs are going in the right direction, and that's why, you know, we made that decision to give them that extension. Sure thing, and and the direction of both programs, uh, definitely this past spring, where the trajectory was moving upward. So, uh, uh, kudos to both of those coaches. Well, Eddie Robinson, you know, let's let's jump right into it. You know, uh, the SWAC made national headlines on on Monday uh, in terms of the, the postponement of fall sports until the spring. So, kind of talk to us a little bit about that this unprecedented move. Uh, it's going to be a very unique situation. Uh, going forward uh, in terms of looking at the plan uh, for the spring. So if you could kind of set the framework of, of how we got to uh, put the potential of looking at uh, spring sports. Well, well, you know, that's a great question. I'm going to start with leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> A.D. McCullough, uh, you know, as the athletic director, was, you know, set the tone, you know, for our conference. Mm-hmm. And now as a commissioner, he has really showed you, you know, the leadership skills that he has. You know, we have great leadership. You know, we have a great commissioner. Uh, we have a commissioner that that really, uh, you know, is, is here for our conference, is here for our athletes, is here for our students, here for our alums, and he believes Southwestern Athletic Conference. And, you know, mm-hmm. this move right here showed people that all the perception that you had about the SWAT, you know, all the things that people say are what we can and can't do, you know, you know, for once, for the first time, you know, the SWAC is the first one to not only say, hey, we, we post, post, postpone the season, but we postpone the season with a plan to move forward in the spring. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. going to be exciting to see how many people are going to follow that model. But, you know, not only did we postpone due to COVID-19, but we had a plan in place. Uh, and right. we made national headlines, you know, all over ESPN, and that shows the leadership, you know, of our, our commissioner. It shows the leadership of our athletic directors. Uh, as we've been planning uh, weekly and meeting uh, to make sure that we, you know, have an environment. And I'm going to put it out there, you know, we wanted to play in the fall. You know, we, we wanted to play in the fall. But as you know, it, we, we have to do it in a safe environment. We just felt like, mm-hmm. you know, the fall just was not safe enough to compete in the, in the fall. But we had a plan in place to say, hey, you know, let's, let's look at a, a model for the spring. You know, we looked at a, a seven-game model uh, with four divisional games, two non-divisional games, and one outside conference game. Uh, so that gives you a chance to play all your classic games. It gives you a chance to continue with the SWAT championship on campus. It gives you a chance to have some, some good Jackson State football. Uh, gives you, you know, a chance to, you know, always say blue and white was going to be our spring homecoming. Now blue and white would be our homecoming, you know. So it's going to be, it's going to be different. You know, it's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. And, and for me, as an athletic director, when you can give your alumni fans a full weekend, Charles, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's great. You know, you might come in on weekends, you might be able to catch some softball, you might be able to catch some baseball, a little basketball, and football, you know, all in one yeah. weekend. 
you know, so mm-hmm. that's very, very exciting. You know, you you can come on, you know, you can come on from a weekend core, you come from Florida, and, hey, you, you can catch three or four sports at one time. You know, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so, you know, that's the exciting part about it. You know, I always try to find the optimistic and the positive, you know, about things. And so very excited about that. I think I'm very excited about the upcoming planning to put that together, you know, as being an athletic director. So I, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be great. But the most important piece, we give we give our student athletes an experience. We give our alums and, and and supporters an experience, and you get a chance to catch some, you know, all you know, all three or four sports at one time. So very excited about that. I think you know, moving to the spring is going to be different. But I think you know, with a plan in place and the way we roll the plan out, I think it's going to be it's going to, the spring is going to be really good. You know, if we we're able to. To, to do the spring in a safe way, you know, you'll be able to see a lot of, you know, a lot of it at, at sports uh, during the spring. And if you're a big sport guy, you know, I know the fall, you know, hey, you know, I'm used to watching football in the fall. That's going to that's gonna hurt. It's going to really hurt. Mm-hmm. But when that spring turn around and, and every time you turn that TV or you turn that social media on or you turn, you know, your radio on, it's going to be some, some type of sports going on. So that's going to, that's exciting. And that's a positive you know light. It also gives our student athletes that experience that they need. Well, it sounds like you kind of answered another question that I had uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> sports in the spring, uh, well, if there was trepidation. But it sounds like uh, you're pretty excited about the, the, the potential of just a novel approach to marketing your entire sports program in one semester. So that that's, that's really unique. It's a really unique situation, but it sounds like you're up for the challenge. Yeah, up for the challenge, and, and as you know, you know, in this in in in, in the role of being an athletic director, it's always challenges. Uh, but you always have to have a plan, and you always have to be prepared uh, for the unknowns. And and this is an unknown. You know, it's a very unknown. You know, every time you wake up in the morning, it's something different. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I'm prepared and, and and for the challenge. And you know, my staff we will be ready uh, for the spring, and we'll be prepared to give our student athletes, our alumni. Our fans and supporters are great experience. This is definitely exciting, and I know the fan base has really been on pins and needles just waiting for this decision, obviously hoping that we could play in the fall, but also understanding the importance of the health and safety of the kids. So I know it's right. been kind of a, a struggle uh, balancing our emotions in terms of wanting to play, but understanding you know how, how uh, you know, severe this, this situation is. But how important for the culture and community of Jackson and other member SWAC cities was it to offer at least some hope for football in the spring? Very, very important. You know, very important. You know, I always say, you know, there's there's no there's no city of Jackson without Jackson State football. <laughs> I, I make you know, <laughs> right. because I'm not just talking that court. I grew up watching that. You know, I, I grew up mm-hmm. on West Street, which is a mile down the road from the stadium. So, you know, I grew up, you know, seeing that. And when the city is doing great. You know, Jackson State football is doing great. So it's going to be very odd in the fall to see a fall in Jackson, Mississippi, without uh, Jackson State football. I think it's very important to the committee, to the community, uh, very important to the city and all our cities and communities that our conference uh, institutions are in. I think, you know, football in the fall is is very important to to our communities and our cities. Uh, and that, that gives the you know our community an opportunity to come out and you know watch some good fo- football on Saturday and gives them some exciting things to do and for the city of Jackson. You know, for the fall from from August to November, it's all about Jackson State football. So I think that's it's exciting to be able to give them something in the spring, uh, but it's not so exciting not to you know be able to give them anything in the spring. But 
Sure thing. Hey, Russell, let me let me ask this question. Uh, and we, we saw the statement come out Monday from the SWAT Council of Presidents and Chancellors. But the question I wanted to ask in terms of the, the proposed football schedule. Uh, was there concern on the the right number of games to play? Uh, because we're roughly looking at you know a, the potential uh, of, of twenty games in relatively a ten month time frame. We're looking you know at, at, at a potential of eight games in the spring and maybe twelve to maybe even thirteen games in the fall. Uh, is there concern in terms of the the, the health uh, of the student athletes uh, in that in that sort of uh, time frame going from the spring to the fall. Yeah, you know, you know, we if if you look at the plan, you know, we're going to give them you know six to eight weeks to prepare for the season, mm-hmm. and also you you will give them another you know six to six to twelve weeks to prepare you know for for the fall. You know, after the season is open, the last game will be on the thirtieth of, of April, and you have the month of May, you got the month of June, and the month of July. Uh, so, you know, normally you, you think about the spring, and a lot of people, you know, the spring for football is very, very important. Uh, you have those mm-hmm. spring dates anyway. It's, it's a little extended now. Uh, you have those spring spring dates uh, that you, you know, put in place, and now, you know, your spring would be your season, and then you got three months, you know, uh, in between your season. So, you know, mm-hmm. in planning we did look at that, and, and that's something that, you know, we did, you know, talk to. Uh, coaches and, and athletes and, and, you know, see how they felt um, uh, when we made that decision. But uh, we did we did look at that. You know, we, we thought it was a good plan, and that's why we went with, you know, the you know we looked at between the five to seven games, and, and that's why we mm-hmm. went with the seven-game process. A lot of institutions sure. probably would play six. A lot of would play mm-hmm. seven. You have opportunity to. Uh, but we did look at that from a safety standpoint with the fall coming right around the corner. Sure thing. And in terms of uh, the proposed schedule in place for football, uh, is there a time frame uh, for answering the scheduling questions for the other fall sports, uh, uh, especially when you take a look at that portion of the basketball season that starts roughly in November or so uh, in terms of of when those other, I guess, uh, intricacies of the other fall sports, how they will be scheduled? Well, we are working on that. You know, we we meet Mm -hmm. weekly. Uh, as a conference, so we are working on to other sports uh, to see how that will work and, and what will be the best scheduling model uh, for them uh, as we move forward. Uh, but we have not put a time frame on it, but hopefully, uh, you know, something will be happening uh, very soon. Uh, but we are, that is something that we are will continue to work on and continue to discuss uh, and make plans for moving forward. Sure thing, sure thing. Eddie Robson, here's something that I've been wondering since the you know talk of the spring football has kind of come up, and this is not just specific to Jackson State, but I would imagine a lot of college programs across the country will have to kind of take a look at this. In a normal year, as director of athletics, December is a time for making various coaching evaluations. So, have you even begun to consider how you'll go about that process with no fall sports? Well, you know, you know, I evaluate every day, Corey. Uh, just to be honest with you, uh, you know, we do some football. We do November and December are some very important dates, you know, from a recruiting standpoint. And you want to have a coach in place uh, for that. Uh, you know, we, we'll, you know, we we will continue to evaluate. You know, all our sports and all our coaches. Uh, have we, you know, begin to think about that process, particularly uh, with with the pandemic going on right now? I have not. 
Um, but I have continued to to um, to look, you know, at our coaches and continue to 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 monitor to see, you know, where we are and what we're doing moving forward. Uh, as you know, that that will be a big month and that will be a big decision that, that has to be made. Uh, but moving to the spring, you know, that 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 kind of you know, that kind of, you know, kind of shake things up a little bit when you come to, you know, you know, making those decisions. Uh, so, you know, we, we'll, we'll continue to evaluate and, and, and think about that as we move forward and as we move to the spring uh, uh, to uh, as, as we continue competition uh, in the fall and the spring. So, you know, the evaluation process is, is ongoing and it's day by day uh, for me. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, uh, A.D. Robinson, uh, one thing that I did want to ask about, and it's such a tremendous source of pride for uh, a lot of your fans and your alumni around Jackson State, but uh, the, the infrastructure uh, that Jackson State has in place for uh, APR, you guys have just done yeoman work in terms of the infrastructure that uh, has um, begat you awards in terms of what you've mm-hmm. done on the, on the APR. And I wanted to ask uh, in terms of with, the potential of so many sports uh, being played uh, in the spring semester, is the infrastructure uh, in place still uh, to make sure that our team's APR is still uh, where it needs to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. you know, last year was a really, really good year for us, you know, as, as mm-hmm. being the first SWAC Academic Success Award, which is a 10,000, you know, 10K award, something that the commissioner started. You know, we had 15 or 16 teams out of, had a 3.0 GPA higher, 166 athletes finished with a 3.0 GPA higher, 225 student athletes finished with a 3.0 higher in the spring, and 11 student athletes to finish with a 4.0. And as a department, you know, we had a 3.36 GPA, uh, you know, and, and, and from an academic uh, progress rate, you know, we had an overall of 977. Uh, and that shows the support we have. Uh, we do have the supporting staff to support that. Uh, I think that starts with planning. Uh, it starts with we will continue to do the academic measures whether we play or not. You know, we, we showed that in the spring uh, with, with all the sports competing. We still, because we have academic advisors assigned to each sport, uh, so that would not affect uh, with with them playing uh, a lot of sports playing in the spring. So I think that will actually uh, be a little better because the academic advisors will be with their, their respective teams a little more now. Uh, and we do, you know, we do have processes in place where they do travel, where we do do training tables on on, uh, on travel. Uh, so, you know, the process that we have in place is, is a really good process. And, we will, you know, I'm looking to strengthen that process. Uh, I think you know. I think I still think we have some room to improve. Uh, you know, with uh, with our GSR rates uh, being 88 percent, you know, last year was 82, so we went up six percent. Uh, you know, so you know that is something that you know we will continue to monitor each year. I believe in doing five or six things different in each area every single year in order to improve. Uh, what you, what you're doing. So we're looking to do some improvements in that area as well, even though we have some success. But in order to to have continued success, you have to continue to put things in place to be successful and to add more things as the economy, as the NCA, and as the generation continues to grow, we have to continue to put things in place uh, from an academic standpoint, 
uh, from a uh, uh, advisor standpoint, you know, from a class checker standpoint, from GA's uh, standpoint in those areas. Uh, and just exciting, you know, we, we just, you know, redid our, our Tiger Center. Uh, we have redid a place in the library for our student-athletes. There's a student-athlete uh, uh, lab uh, for our student-athletes to come in and do their study tables, to come in uh, each day and do their study hall hours. So very excited about that. It's first-class uh, facility. If you come on campus, uh, please come by and check it out. It's, it's our Tiger Center for our student-athletes. And that's one That's one. Uh, thing that we've added uh, this year that will be, you know, a positive for us. So we're looking to continue to grow in that area and to put more resources in that area to co- to continue to grow our academic progress in athletics. Sure thing. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Uh, and speaking of that student-athlete lab, that Tiger Center, I know earlier this year you spoke about upgrades to the facility. So where do we stand with that, and how has the pandemic affected it? Uh, I think we're standing, standing very well. You know, uh, we have a couple of things coming up when it comes to uh, upgrades and the things that we're doing. Uh, a couple of exciting dates, you know, if I can, Corey, I want to point out. Uh, you know, first thing we have is our day of giving. Uh, day of giving will be August the 27th, uh, 2020, this year. Uh, and our goal is to raise $100,000. And that $100,000 will support uh, uh, locker room, lockers, locker room, and uh our workout facilities uh, that that we're currently redoing now, that will be for the equipment for those areas. Uh, We do have a golf tournament coming up on September the 4th, the WC Garden Golf Tournament, along with athletics. Uh, We'll be at Lake Carolina. We'll be at fundraiser for operations and support of our student athletes. One thing that I'm very excited about, uh, we will launch in August, we will launch uh, donor lockers uh, for football. I have 108 donor lockers. I see five with Charles' name on it, five with Corey's name. <laughs> uh, we're going to sell these donor lockers. They're going to be really, really nice, uh, be uh, really upgraded lockers uh, for our student-athletes. And we're going to do uh, do donor names on each locker. Uh, it'll be a five-year period, and we're going to do 2500 for each locker. Uh, so we have 108 of those. We're going to launch that in August as well. Uh, and that would be every time you come on campus, you get an opportunity to go look, you know, in the locker room and see your name on a donor locker, uh, and that would be, you know, for a five-year period. Uh, the next thing that very excited about, you know, that we will launch on our facility uh, would be upgrades uh, for our football and upgrades for the AAC and for basketball and men's and women's basketball uh, locker rooms. Uh, what we would do uh, for football, uh, you would see a covered facility uh, rendering, uh, along with our new track facility as well, along with the first phase, along with the football, basketball, men's and women's basketball locker rooms. Uh, so that would be the first phase of facilities that will launch in August. And we would do a year campaign for that, and then you will start to see renderings and upgrades for each facility on campus. My goal is to upgrade all our athletic facilities uh, in the next uh, three to four years uh, to make sure that we are upgraded, make sure our locker rooms are up to par, and make sure from a recruiting standpoint, uh, when you see our locker rooms and see our facilities, uh, they will be up to par. They will be first-class facility, uh, first-class Division One facility uh, moving forward, but you will see those renderings coming uh, uh, very, very soon. Uh, next thing we would do, uh, we plan to do this for homecoming this year, probably going to push it back. We're going white and homecoming next year. Is wear your Air Force One custom 
kids you shoot. Uh, Nike is working with us to do a custom Air Force One shoot uh, uh, for us. Uh, Nike came to me, and, and I'm going to challenge my alum and supporters. I told told Nike, you know, they really lost their mind, but they're saying, well, we only going to do a 1,000. That's, that's not going to work. A 1,000. So, so, <laughs> exactly. oh, no. so I, I, I tried to explain that to them uh, and let them know how big we are. Uh, uh-huh. but, you know, you know, I'm challenging my alum. Let's, let's prove Nike wrong. I know we will. Uh, we will definitely do over a thousand. So that's going to be a big fundraiser for us as well. Uh, basically, you know, every uh, thousand shoe that we that we sell, we'll get a fifty thousand uh, dollar for donation to athletics. Uh, so that could be very, very big. That could that could really, really grow. And I think that's you know very excited about that. And then we will launch our annual giving. Uh, which would be, you know, a lot of people want to, would like to give to athletes, but, you know, a lot of people say, hey, I want to give to the academic side. So the annual giving would be for scholarships. Uh, we would do a year campaign for that, and that would be uh, geared towards scholarships and support of our student athletes. So, you know, that's kind of some of the things that we got coming up from a facility standpoint. Very excited about that and, and very excited about getting those renderings uh, out in August. Uh, I know the pandemic kind of occurred. My goal was, Labor Day weekend, it's, I mean, you come to the game, and, you know, I was going to make sure that all those renderings were on the Jumbotron. It's going to be a big surprise and very exciting. But, of course, with the pandemic going on, that kind of dampened uh, my surprise for our alums and supporters. But we will be launching that uh, sometime in September. No doubt about it. And I have to tell you, I'm 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 pretty excited about playing in the golf tournament. I've played Lake Carolina before, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, that, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Please come out. Last year we had a really exciting time. We're going to continue to grow and continue to, to uh, build that, you know, fellowship with our alums and all come together as one. Uh, so, uh, Charles, I'm looking forward to you. And, 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 and matter of fact, Charles, when you come, we're going to play together. I'm going to play with you, Charles. <laughs> Okay, that, that works for me. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Oh, a lot of great things to uh, get excited about and look forward to. Uh, personally, I'm really looking forward to those Nike Air Force Ones. I know we're going to blow it out of the water in terms of, you know, the number that they're expecting. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did, did I not see a sneak uh, peek or a preview of those shoes? Did, did you have on a pair during one of your interviews with one of the local TV stations? Well, that that was a, a Air Max. That they they a custom issue out Air Max shoe that they seen I think it was red and, and blue. That wasn't the Air Force one, but that was that okay. was a custom issue shoe. I've I've asked Nike to 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 make me as many custom issue shoes as possible because for me <laughs> I uh, when I leave the house <laughs> I want to play in Jackson State University. So from head to toe I want to be Jackson State University. Let let people know exactly what I'm representing, what we all about. So as we sign that sponsorship deal, I ask them to 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 brand me as much as possible uh, with Absolutely. That, that, that Nike check and, and JSU block. Well, well, you know, with this this with this supercharged, engaged fan base that you had, we kind of all took notice of those tennis shoes, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd let you know that. <laughs> the fan base is definitely ready, so great stuff. Can't wait. And uh, you were talking about giving and kind of along those lines, I know that, Season tickets that they really they really go a long way in terms of aiding the athletics department financially. What is your right. message for current and potential season ticket holders who may be worried that there still won't be football uh, even in, during the spring? Right. Well, you know, I, I encourage everyone to continue to continue to 
to purchase season tickets. Uh, we will. We are playing to have spring football. Uh, as things uh, progress and, and, and things plan, you know, we're looking to have some spring football. So continue to purchase those tickets. We will continue to put those on sale. Those season tickets, you know, I tell people a lot, you know, people talk about, you know, what can I do to support athletics? Uh, what can I do uh, uh, to support, you know, our programs? You know, we have over 50,000 alums, and I can tell you this. If we ever get to a day where we got twenty to 30,000 season tickets, you know, we, we won't have to talk about, you know, what you know. We need facilities. We need recruiting. We need this. I mean, that's the half of the battle is over, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people this all the time. That's the difference between the Power Fives and the other institutions. I mean, that season ticket piece is a very, very important piece, and I, and I push people to purchase season tickets because that will get us over the hump. You know, we, you know, our goal is to increase our season tickets yearly. As you know, this year has put a, a damper in it. I think we was on that on, on, on part to do that. Uh, but my goal, you know, in the next three to four years is to have, you know, in, in three years from today is to have 15 to 20 season ticket holders. You know, and I, and I hope, you know, that number is where. So I challenge, you know, I challenge my alumni, I challenge their supporters. Let's purchase season tickets, you know. Let's be positive. Let, let's 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 move forward. We understand, you know. Hey, I get it. You know, hey, we gotta win championships, Aston. Trust me. Don't nobody want to win more champ, better championships than Aston Robson. So we gonna push to win championships. <laughs> we are gonna put things right. in place to be successful. That's the goal. That is the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna graduate student athletes. We're gonna win championships, and we're gonna we're gonna get fifteen to twenty thousand season ticket holders. I'm very confident that that's gonna happen. And I know what can really make it happen, Corey and Charles. You know, hey, winning. Winning occurs a lot. I tell people that, and I I understand that, and I want people to know that I do understand that. But I also want people to understand that we have to do things the right way at Jackson State University to be successful. And I'm all about doing things the right way when it comes to making changes, when it comes to supporting our coaches. You know, that's fixed the problem because as you see the model, you can make changes, and you still cannot be successful because you're not doing what you need as an administration to support your program. So making changes mm-hmm. all the time is not the right thing to do. Let's see what we're doing in that program. One thing about me, I'm going to explore every option before I make a change because it doesn't matter who you hire or when you hire. If you don't support them and give them what they need to be successful, you're not going to be successful. And we have saw that model in the last four years. We've made all those changes, and we still got the same results. Not saying we had bad coaches, but just saying, hey, we got to change the way we do business in order to be successful, regardless of who we are. Undoubtedly. And, and, you know, along those same veins as the previous uh, question, uh, talk to us a little bit about the AD club, uh, uh, especially what all it involves. And I'm 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 proud to say that I'm a member now, but uh, talk a little bit about what that AD club does. The AD Club is, 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 is definitely is, is an all-sports pass. And, and, you know, when I got here, a lot of alums came to me and said, hey, we need an all-sports pass. You know, let's create something that we want to be, you know, special. We want, we, want, we want to be able to come to all the games and be reserved and, 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 and support all your sports. So the AD Clubs, you know, it's an all-sports pass. includes football to learn seats, one VIP lot, B parking pass for the season. Name recognition on the game day program, two Tiger Stadium seats ready and waiting on you at your ticket location, and two annual uh, reception invites. And basketball, two reserve seats, access to baby reception, 
uh, doing the home games. And I tell you, uh, Corey, I don't know if you've been down doing basketball. Charles have, but the reception in between games uh, for basketball is, is, is something. To, is something. It's something that really I'm very excited about because I always like to see our loans and support with a smile on their face and for us able to support them as they purchase season tickets. Uh, once you come down to a basketball game, I would love for you to be my guest, uh, Corey, to check that out. In baseball, you get two general admission tickets. So that that club, and also uh, with that, you get in, invitation to the athletic banquet, and you get exclusive um, to official JSU Nike polos. Uh, so you know that's that's the ADs club, and that ADs club support uh, your student athletes from an operations standpoint and support your coaches from a recruiting standpoint. Awesome. All right, great stuff. Well, A.D. Robson, we can't thank you enough for coming on. I know the, the fans have, you know, definitely have been wanting to hear from you, especially since this announcement, just to kind of get some uh, better insight on, on where we're going to go from here in terms of getting ready for the spring. But are there any final words or messages for the supporters of Jackson State Athletics? Yeah, I, I, I want to say, you know, I want to give a personal thank you uh, to our alumni, our fans, uh, our supporters, and a special thanks to our student athletes and their parents uh, for supporting them and being by our side during this during this pandemic and always supporting us and being there. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's very big to have support, and I think at Jackson State University you have the support to be successful. And I want to say thank you to my alumni and, and supporters and fans and special thanks again uh, to my special student athletes uh, and parents and entrusting us uh, with their with their, with their their uh, uh, son or daughter. Uh, continue to support us. Uh, continue to be season ticket holders. Um, and, and I guarantee you championships will come. So, you know, I'm very excited. We're going to build on tradition. We're going to blaze the trails. you got my commitment to that. Aston Robinson is committed to building Jackson State University back to the, the glory days, back to the championship days, and not even back, but better than what it used to be. So I'm committed, no uh, and I'm going to continue to work hard daily. Uh, I might not, you know, make some of the decisions that's so popular, but I'm going to make the best decision uh, that I know how when it comes to. And also, I will always communicate. And I'll always be a listening ear uh, when it comes to listening to my supporters and my alumni. And I ask one thing, let's be positive as we talk about Jackson State University because everybody just remember, social media is all over the world, and a positive note can really entice uh, someone to really be a part of Jackson State University, and it really can entice someone to not be a part of Jackson State University. So let's continue to be positive, let's be optimistic, and I tell people all the time, if you got anything negative to say about Jackson State University, email or call Aston Robinson. But please, let's be positive as we talk about Jackson State across the country uh, during this pandemic and during any time at all. Because Jackson State University, one of the best HBCUs in the country, one of the best FCS institutions in the conference in, in the country, one of the best institutions in the conference, and definitely has the best band in the conference. So I'm excited. I'm committed to be a part of Jackson State University. There it is. <laughs> there it is. No doubt uh, about and, it. And, and last but not least, you know, you're speaking of support. We want to thank you for your support of this podcast. You, along with uh, Associate AD for Sports Media, Dennis Driscoll, we wouldn't have such a huge platform 
if it wasn't for you guys getting behind us and pushing us and just being an advocate of what we do. So we truly appreciate that as well. Very much so. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. All right, and that'll do it for episode 51 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.